This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to the program tonight. Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey pregame gets underway at 6.30 Eastern on Sportsnet. The puck drops in Ottawa. Just after 7 o'clock, it is the Sens and the Habs. Late game, the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames. That on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 1. Handling the affairs inside the building. One Gary Galley, who joins me now. Gary, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. Hey, before we get to uh, before we get to tonight's matchup, something Elliot and I have been talking about is, you know, we're all trying to figure out and hypothesizing and speculating on why goal scoring is up. Like, what wh- what is it? Like, there's so many lead changes and third period comebacks. Like, it's 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 wildly entertaining. Fans love it. I think the NHL loves it. I think the cash registers love it. I think television loves it. I, I'm trying to, I think we're all trying to figure out why. Why is this happening? One of the things that we've come back to, and maybe this was the law of unintended consequences, going back to opening the game up in 2005, is, you know, it's probably harder than ever to play defense in the NHL. That is the theory. At least that's one of the ones that we've put forward. As a defenseman yourself, Gary, when you look at how many, how many tools have been taken away how many tricks have been taken away? How much strategy has been taken away from defensemen? Could you make the argument as a as a defenseman yourself that right now this is the most difficult time to play this position? Oh, I think I think for sure um, the, the the defense itself, this the structure of being a defenseman itself is is a lot more difficult because of the you know kind of the speed that has been generated through the game. I mean, there is so much speed now that the game has access to and a lot of it is 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 due to some of the rule changes and adjustments that they've made to some rules um over the years uh that have slowly trickled in and 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 i think maybe the nhl is finally seeing some of the the benefits of those rule changes because everybody wants to see more goals right and and uh you know goaltenders are in, in as good a condition as they've ever been uh they're as talented as they've ever been uh so, you know, why is there more goals? Well, there's scoring chances are, are, are up. Quality scoring chances are up. Teams are trying to build uh, their defensive cores with uh, defensemen that can join the play, get involved in the offense, uh, push offense, mm-hmm. uh, be productive. So when you have defense cores that are more productive, sometimes maybe they're not as well-rounded defensively as people would like them to be. Uh, you know, when I broke into the league in, in 85, uh, 84, 85, Pat Quinn was the coach of the LA Kings. And, you know, I'm, I'm coming out of college and I'm, I'm a running gunner. I mean, I'm, I'm putting up numbers. I'm up the ice all the time. And, uh, you know, they had drafted Craig Redmond that year as well. And Craig was of the similar mm. stat, you know, stat. So it became like, uh, you know, someone has to play defense. Someone, we can't have both you guys running all over the place. And the thing was, was uh, the game now, the way the game is now, I mean, would I ever love to be a part of it now? Um, you know, because, because just the way some of the, some of the, uh, you know, the limitations are taken off uh, and letting defensemen go. But I think when you have that, maybe you're, the defensemen maybe aren't as stay at home, just protect the net, you know, protect the fort kind of thing. And so there's a little more open ice and a little more going on, a few more breakdowns, and uh, it takes a little more time now for a defenseman who was maybe more offensive skilled to learn 
you know, to really be solid on the defensive part. And that could be a part of it for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I don't think that there's one ultimate answer. I, I, I do think that it's a combination of things, and you touch on many of them uh, right there. Um, okay, so tonight, Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators. Um, Montreal, you know, just mentioning this with the, the Buffalo Sabres a second ago, that when you look at, you know, the teams that are outside the playoff picture right now, you know, the Buffalo Sabres may be the most intriguing team to watch a night in and night out because of Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dallin, Craig Anderson throws a, a shutout last night at the age of 41. But I'll put the Montreal Canadiens in that mix as well. We know what the, the score is and we know what the program is for Montreal. And you know, a, a couple of quick notes here for the Habs. Um, it looks like uh, Cole Caulfield is, is good to go. Uh, and Jonathan Drouin will return. Uh, Samuel Montembeau will get the start. Montreal is just flat out a fun team to watch. What is... Is it is it too easy, Gary, just to say, well, this is the Martin St. Louis effect. He's an inspiring coach. He's a fun coach. He's not someone that's going to, you know, humiliate you. He's he's more new school than anything else. You know, oh, there's a problem. We'll fix it. Oh, I'll talk to the player. Everything's casual, open-door policy. Is it just that simple to say that's why the Habs seem like a, a much looser and fun team to watch? Well, definitely a, a part of it for sure. I mean, you know, as 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 we know, in any in any line of work that you're ever in in your life, you know everything runs downhill, right? I mean, the top end, everything is running down, and eventually, when it gets to the bottom, that's where the most uh, mm-hmm. that's where the mushroom club lives, kind of speak. So, uh, I think that to have a guy that can give deliver the message properly is very very important. Um, players have never been more sensitive, yep. uh, emotional. Uh, dramatic in some cases than, than ever, right? So if you have a coach that delivers the message properly and, and in, the right, in, the right, in the right context and, it, and everything is handled the right way, the player has a chance to absorb the knowledge and continue to move on and not feel like, you know, not feel that the stinging effect of being critiqued harshly or, or being just sat out games or whatever. You have to work with these with these players because it's not like you can send them up and down anytime you like. I mean, it's a lot more difficult to do those things now. So you got to forge relationships with them and they have to trust you. They have to trust that what you're telling them. And when you have a guy like Marty St. Louis, who's not that far out of the game really, and was a hall of fame player in the game, you know, you you tend to trust them. You you understand him. He's been in your shoes. You understand it. When you have a, an older coach or a coach who maybe hasn't played as much in the national hockey league, I don't know if you get that, that same respect maybe. And, and, but I think uh, Marty St. Louis done a great job. And I will say, I agree with Buffalo as well. Uh, but the thing about Buffalo, that's really like an oddity is when you look at the goals for and goals against, and you look down the list, normally the teams in the green, the teams that are plus goal for that against are normally sitting in playoff spots and the teams that aren't yep. the red numbers normally fall out. Well, here's Buffalo sitting with a plus 12. And, of course, that skewed some blowouts here and there, whatever. But that's a plus 12. That is not nothing to stop. And they're sitting there out of a playoff spot. So, again, uh, you know, they, it, it, it's a bit of an oddity. Montreal just, you know, slightly in front of them. And Ottawa, who's on a tear right now, uh, and if they have any, uh, any uh, inclination of trying to be in games that are important in March and April, like they've talked about, they have to pass both those teams and start climbing the ladder. And, and tonight is a good time to start. It's the first meeting between Montreal and Ottawa. They only have three more after that. So if you want to uh, start making some steps upwards and pass some teams and start heading into that, 
into that, uh, you know, that six, seven, eight, nine, ten grouping that's going to be fighting down the stretch like the Senators were hoping. It has to start with a game like tonight. Yeah, what do you mean? We talked um, a lot yesterday about the Ottawa Senators, but I want to pick up on a couple of things here. First of all, no Tim Stutzla tonight. Uh, upper body injury, believed to be shoulder. Uh, he'll be gone for probably at least a week, um, it sounds like. So Derek Broussard draws in between Kachuk and Giroux. Um, where are you at on the, the Ottawa Senators? Like, there's a lot of excitement off the ice. You know, whether it's, you know, is Reynolds going to be part of a group here and what does that mean for the organization and, you know, who's going to be the successful group that, that buys the uh, the Ottawa Senators? You know, does an all-star game come along with it? Is that going to be one of the perks? Is there going to be a draft, etc.? Like, a lot of a lot of enthusiasm off the ice for the Sens. On the ice, this is not the way it was supposed to go with all the signings and deals that Pierre Dorian pulled off uh, in the offseason. But what do you make of, of this year's edition of the Ottawa Senators so far? Well, certainly uh, certainly, you can't say it's been boring. I mean, even though they're not in the playoffs picture Ooh. right now, there's been a lot going on here for a long time. So the, the fan base is, has generated a lot of excitement. And when, along with excitement comes expectations. And sometimes expectations don't get met and there's disappointment. But the fans here, I get the feeling the fans here in Ottawa are still believers. They still think this team is going in the right direction. They like some of the young talent they yep. see here. Uh, I think Jake Sanderson has got a long has got a long way to open a lot of eyes and say, man, this kid's going to be a good player for us for a long time. And they're excited to see that. I know that they, they'd like to see uh, Zub get signed and stay. They, they think he's a key part of it here too. But at the end of the day, this is a team that uh, DJ Smith felt like he was hoping that even though they're young and even though the, uh, that, you know, the time horizon is still good for these guys, that maybe they've been kicked to the curb enough times that they're going to respond and step in and, and kind of just, just move up this ladder a little quicker than, that anyone may be expected uh, because of what they've gone through in the past. And I think, I think they just got off on the wrong foot. I will tell you this. Everything is always about how your goaltending is going. If your goaltending is struggling, yeah. a team like Ottawa will have a tough time um, keeping up. I think their goaltending was subpar at the beginning of this season and struggled at times. I think of late it has been much better. And because it has been much better, uh, and I think what they were expecting out of Cam Talbot, they're starting to see some of that right now, I think is, is going to go a long way for them climbing up that ladder like I talked about. You know, you added Giroux. I think Giroux has certainly provided good leadership. Uh, I think he's helped Brady Kachuk out immensely. I think he's been productive. Um, I think he brings a bit of a warm, good feeling to the fans, knowing they got, you know, a kid from they consider their hometown playing here. I think that's been a good... Uh, a good signing for them. And Debrinkat, I think, is finally starting to see some of his scoring chances go in, and he's starting to get going a little bit. So these are all little things that I think if they can yeah. get going, uh, hopefully, you know, and Tim Stutzler's injury doesn't look like it's going to be too long, that would be a real plus. Yeah. But uh, this is a team that's still trying to figure out. I really believe they think they, I think they think they have an identity and everything, but I still believe they have to find that balance between playing hard and rough, taking too many penalties, which they can't continue to keep doing. They need to start playing that good offense. Their power play is going well. They've got to shore up their penalty killing, but they've got to figure out how to allow less goals. And goaltending starts with that, and defensive responsibility and execution also, which has been an issue for them. If they can clean up those areas even just a little bit, I think they'll start climbing. What what did you make 
What did you make of Shabbat Hamanek? I, I, we've seen players frustrated before <laughs> on the bench, and and then just you, you know he's trying to sort of slam the glass or do whatever with a stick, and he catches Hamanek in the jaw. First of all, I mean I I, I saw it and I, I didn't know what to say. Like I don't I I'd never seen that before. I mean you've played hockey for for so long. Have you ever seen anything like that, Gary? You know you, you know what you say. You say I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what you say. I mean, I, 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 I got to tell you, I, I, you know what? It's, I've been out of the game for a while now, but I do recall, and, and again, I, I, asked, uh, I asked my producer to have a look for it today. I do recall Al McKinnis um, losing his temper and smashing his stick over the dashboard. He was sitting on the bench in St. Louis, and I think one of his teammates had a mouth guard on the dashboard, on the top board. He was putting water in it. Yeah. And I think he, he might have cracked him over the hand. And I remember, I just vividly, I, mm. I, I, and I said that, I said, can we see if this exists? Because that's the only time I can really go back. I think someone yeah. hit a goalie in the head once. I can remember somebody swinging okay. at a post or crossbar. Yes. You know, you remember, okay, so that was in Florida. That was, I'm glad you took us there. That was Keith Ballard and Thomas Vokun. And he was just trying to, like, smash his stick on the goalpost. Yeah. And instead he missed. And he wrapped Vokun right in the face. <laughs> I can tell he like, feels you know, awful right away, obviously. But like, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you got to be sick to your stomach, like I mean, when that happens. And I remember when Al McKinnis did it. I'm not sure what the injury was to the player on the hand, but I think someone said Al couldn't even play the rest of the game. He was so upset. He was so sick to his stomach, really, that he couldn't play. And I, I remember again. I've had seven concussions, so some things get a little queasy. But I just remember that happening. So we're going to try to find that. Uh, and, and maybe we can show that tonight. But I'm not, you know, the video, and you know, obviously, Shabbat is, is, is not, you know, he's upset with himself. There's no doubt about it. But the pro, you yeah. know, I'm looking, I'm looking at this video. He looks so calm. He's talking to Sanderson. He doesn't look agitated or angry. He's talking to him. He looks very yeah. calm. And all of a sudden, it's just, it just like whammo. And Snap. I'm not sure if Hamannick was sitting back and then leaned forward to grab some water or something, because all of a sudden where the glass was supposed to be ended up being uh, Hamannick's yeah. jaw and chin. But, you know, thank God he's wearing a visor. I mean, you never know what things can happen. But uh, you got to know that Shabbat, uh, uh, obviously, that's something that he'll remember and, and maybe uh, will definitely affect him from losing his temper like that again. Because, you know, yeah, when you yeah. smash your stick or you do something like that, everybody in the building sees you're upset. It's like, you know, and they know you're upset. But, um, but, you know, you never really know. I mean, some of those sticks that go over the crossbar can fly into someone's face. I mean, you just, when you lose your temper, you don't know. But I've done it. Yeah. I've done it many a time. So I'm certainly, uh, <laughs> certainly not going to say I've never done it. But, um, yeah, unfor- hopefully Hamannick is going to be okay. Yeah, I think at that point Hamannick was probably uh, wishing he was still wearing a birdcage in, in junior uh, and not, you know, just wearing the uh, the visor after catching that. Listen, Gary, always full value, always appreciate it. We'll be watching for you tonight. Montreal Canadiens, Ottawa Senators, Scotiabank, Wednesday Night Hockey. We'll be tuned in, Gary. Thanks so much for this. My pleasure. Take care. There he is, the great Gary Galley, uh, stopping by the program, commenting on uh, one of two games tonight, the nightcap game, the Vancouver Canucks. <sighs> like, what's next with Vancouver, right? <laughs> what next? 
Vancouver faces off against Calgary Flames. Greg Wyshynski joining me next from ESPN. It is Wednesday. That means MVSW time, Eric versus Wyshynski. You try to redo the magic that was that podcast from so many years ago. Keep it here. Wishes next. We'll talk about the Board of Governors and, well, that'll be a starting point. You know how these things go. Hour two is coming up.